0: streaming but we are starting the lonely TARDIS your journey through time lords and space a special lockdown edition of the show we decided to get together and invade your houses because you're kind of stuck like we are nobody can really go anywhere at the moment um and we better not but we better be together, and that's what we decided. Let's just get everybody on the call here, even some video, which we haven't really done with Lonely Tardis in the past. We figured it'd be a lot. He could see what we actually look like. Um, we are we are not seventy uh, two year old Korean women. I know that's a shock to everybody, but no, it's not. Who Only we are. on the weekend. Only on the weekends. Yeah, um, we wanted to get everybody together uh, and talk. A little bit of uh, about Doctor Who and bring some joy into your lives, hopefully during these times. It's been a couple months since we've talked last. This
1: show brings joy to people.
0: A pair, uh, more show than the actual Doctor, more so than the actual Doctor Who show. You um, figure <laughs> uh, let's get let's get together, let's chat. I'm Dolly Demovsky. To I this guy right there is Marcus Beer. Hello. See, you can do it way better than I can. I'm like, I yeah, I can't do it. And to his left or the right of the screen, in the blank space there, with the Doctor Who uh, cast and crew in the middle, is the one, the only Sean Norton. Yeah, there you go. hello.
2: Yeah, technology hates me tonight. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. I, I guess. To quote Marcus, my webcam is also knackered in this knackered, fancy yes. new
1: program you found for us. Yes, yes, yes! I like this program. It's a yeah, nice piece of I'm software. streaming through my iPad. That's how high tech yeah. I am. Yeah, you got, the, you
2: got the pods and everything, man. Look at you! Yeah, look at we me. We even have a little
1: up in that corner up there. We even
0: have a little lonely Tardis logo that you I would know, see better if uh, if it wasn't uh, pitch black. But that's all good.
1: And look at look at that. There's a little bit of a Tardis doorbell. Oh, there's me. a
0: Tardis door back there. I like that. My Doctor Who stuff's on the other wall, unfortunately. <clears throat> I just installed this nice table. And it's not facing the right. Time. I'll have to turn around next time, but, uh, it has, it has been a, a quite a journey these last couple of months since we last spoke to you. Um, and, uh, we decided let's chat. There's a, surprisingly, there has been a lot of doctor who stuff happening. Uh, and we decided let's talk about some of the stuff that's been going on, uh, through the BBC and doctor who and the fans and, and, and cast and writers. And, um, so we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about maybe some of our favorite episodes uh, of each of these new newer Doctors. Um, but let's start with some of the interesting lockdown stuff. So what sort of started as this <clears throat> little video, I think a video or two by Jodie Whittaker's version, iteration of The Doctor, when this whole thing began, she kind of posted in character this like 60-second clip or 30-second clip. Like, hey, you know, we're we've been through worse. I'm the Doctor. We've been through worse. Uh, we can do this together type of thing. And then it really sort of resonated with fans maybe more so than any of her actual portrayals as the doctor, because she was doing it off the cuff and just kind of being
1: herself, which she wasn't th- being written by Chris Chibnall. Exactly. Exactly. Oh.
0: And Chris so Chibnall,
1: the COVID-19 of Dr. Who, writers.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so it, it, she, she came off very fresh. The, uh, uh I kind of I even mentioned in our, our tweet, uh, our messages a while back, I said, this is this kind of feels like the Doctor Who that I almost wish that the doctor that I wish they let her be. Because when you let when they finally let like Capaldi be himself and take control, he was fantastic. And they rarely have been letting uh, Jody be her own kind of, you know, take take on the role on, uh, in, in her own way. And I think she did a really good job in just these short little clips it's only when you get uh, the BBC overlords and Chibnall and those folks that seem to seem to muck it up. So it started with that and it started and from then on, it became this whole doctor who lockdown with videos on their YouTube page with um, staying in the TARDIS, which has been this weekly endeavor that uh, BBC and doctor who have been doing with the activities and like online events and stuff. And it's really been focusing on the community of the Whovians, the doctor who fans. So I was curious what your thoughts were. Have you guys watched any of the videos? Well, I'll, I'll, let me do a quick rundown of some of the stuff. There have been original videos that have been sort of you know fan-related. There's been pseudo-canon, which has kind of extended the story of a lot of these, um, extended the narrative of a lot of these stories and in, in, in episodes from Doctor Who history. There's been uh, the scripts that they've posted, scripts in po- progress. There have been stories, original stories, short stories they've posted. The whole tweet alongs with the um, kind of replaying a lot of the classic Doctor Who episodes from this new new Who canon uh, with the original cast, the directors, um, and then uh, you know a, a whole bunch of stuff since then. So, what have you guys checked out that you've experienced so far?
1: Well, I checked out um, I checked out the the videos, lockdown videos. Um, I must admit that when they started popping up, I was like. Ugh. I was still kind of in Doctor Who <laughs> antibody sure. mode or whatever where I was like no thank you um but I've uh, I checked them out and um I thought some of them were very cool the um the family from um the Pompeii episode Yes. Yes. Uh, I thought that was really good um the uh my brain is frazzling on on the names now. Obviously, the the, the researcher and her um, alien twin from Day of the Doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with the scarf. That was a cool little video. Uh, Rory's diary was very interesting. Um, I listened to the the Zygon um, the Zygon isolation. Zygon. There you the go. Zygon isolation. That's the one. Yeah. Rory's um, video was well, really interesting. I thought that was it that was really good. touching. Yeah. Um, then I also watched the one with the family. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm both actually, they're connected into the family. There's two videos that connect into that, which uh, kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are the ones I caught up on. I haven't registered my big finish um, password and you know, my big, big finish account yet, because they've been releasing a story a week yep. for free about me. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm going to save and use as audiobooks. Yeah. Um, those, have been,
0: those have been really interesting and they've, they're, they're, you know, I've, I've, if you if anybody has listened to the big finish stuff, you can get a couple hours uh, out of one episode.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I look. I you know it was interesting to me that we saw the the the, 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 the reference to the redheaded doctor who thought he was the last mm-hmm. that came up in a couple of the videos. Hmm. Um, the 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 one with the family, uh, the two were basically around the family. Where you know the the girl with the balloon was locked in the mirrors, and yeah, th- that was that was kind of interesting, um, and I'm sure it's maybe just nothing, a little bit fanciful for down the sure. down the line because it's you know it's obviously not a Chibnall episode, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting tapping in on the whole still not ginger thing that we had from Matt Smith, um, but whoever the last Doctor is, that they think he's going to be a red
0: yeah, and he, I, uh, I still Matt, remember them saying in. it. He, Matt Smith saying, am I a ginger? Oh, I'm not a ginger yet. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that story kind of, that narrative is still woven in there. Um, they've been giving out free comic books as well. Uh, uh, if you hop on their site, I think it's the uh, com. There's a, there's a bunch of free comics that they've, they've published through Comixology. That you can download and read, uh, but yeah, I think there's there's some some really cool stuff. I've loved the videos personally. I, I thought the videos are great. You know the the ones where they kind of talk about the um, what they're called the uh, you know the, the behind the scenes sort of the the more F, VFX stuff is kind of interesting. There's been some announcement stuff on there, but th- that Rory one, even that the, oddly enough that Strax one was kind of funny as sort of the first one. If you go to the the lockdown ones. That Strax video is hilarious because it's a stuffed version of Strax, and he's. I've inter- watched that one yet. That's yeah. Check that one out. That's the very first one, and if you scroll, it's the very bottom one. But they use a stuffed, uh, <clears throat> a stuffed toy, a toy, toil. a stuffed toy of Strax, sort of, uh, and they the actual. I think it, is it Daniel Starkey that is the uh, the voice of Strax. He's he actually does the voice in this, and so they brought the cast back, and he does this fun, charming little story introducing. Uh, Uh, some of the video stuff but it's a sort of weird like side canon like we don't know how much of a canon uh, effect it is in the in the series but it's been this sort of nice little sprinkles sean what have you been picking up on so far
2: you know i thought i was pretty well caught up on it and then i i looked at the list now and there's like 24 (laughs) pieces of of uh content and then there's so much Five documentary features, which I guess they yep. um so I really like this track story. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it or the video rather, excuse me. Uh, I appreciated uh I know it was Jibmel that wrote it and it's gonna trigger Marcus, but I thought things she thought well... <laughs> I haven't she, actually seen it.
1: I well, yeah, he wrote it, so. he
2: wrote a couple of, of little um, short things too. Mm-hmm. Things she thought while falling, which was sort of her mind yep. racing as she was regenerating and falling from Capaldi Stardust. Um, which actually was pretty decent for yeah, for, yeah that's for the prize yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense because you know a writer versus the showrunner. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I really liked. So Russell T Davies had originally written something potentially to be used as a backstory or whatever for Nine mm-hmm. in the Time War, and he wrote the regeneration scene from Eight into Nine,
1: mm-hmm. which
2: is is really cool. It's, uh, it's called Doctor Who in the Time War. Um, so it's it again, it got tossed out completely when Stephen Moffat was like, Hey, I'm gonna do this for the 50th and I'm gonna use the moment, blah blah blah. Yep. But like as a sort of time capsule for what might have been, that was really it's, a, it's a, like cool little, a little thing.
0: Um, it was it was it kind of peak Davies because it starts off
2: like mid sentence essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, Rory's story, I really, yeah, like. it's so touching, oh, oh, man. Like my boy Arthur, um, the shadow in the mirror I really really enjoyed I, I wasn't expecting to like that as much as I did as a sort of epilogue to an episode that I thought was really just perfect and mm-hmm. and you know the vengeance of a time lord who was like he was running to protect us he wasn't you know I don't know, back in that story and stuff and just to, to sort of see that and see the doctor go back to that many lives sure. later um, I, I don't know I thought that was a really cool twist um, and well, then so- I, I guess I'm kind of behind.
1: There's like been six or seven. There's so seasons, like, much. That I haven't so seen. So the one, read. the one that stood out to me, and it actually stood out so much because it was actually the first one I watched. But then, it, like, because I watched a bunch of the others today, was a Russell T Davis one, and it was the um, the funeral of Sarah Jane Smith. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. That, yeah. That one was so heavy on the. Future. It was.
0: Yeah. That was beautiful. Oh, that, I mean, it, that was surprisingly so when they posted that.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, God, yeah. she's been gone for nine years. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem. It's just, it's, it's real. terrific that they
0: finally sort of acknowledged it within uh modern who like, it, cause when she passed, it was obviously it was sad. We talked about it on the show. Um, but uh I think we did, I can't remember, maybe it was before, but it, uh, you know, it, it never really made its way back around until this video. And they, they did a great job of, of just focusing on, you know, the people that were closest to her and in many ways and friends of hers. So that was great. I also really liked the, um, I think it was the Raggedy Doctor. That was the uh, Amy Pond mini the, yeah, that, animation. The one where it
1: was the Scottish girl from, yeah. uh, from the Lent Doctor or the Land uh, the Hour.
0: Yeah. She was the actual, uh, actress cousin, that young. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there are some really good video clips, definitely worth, uh, worth checking it out. They've been, um,
1: it's been uh, they've surprisingly been pumping. Good. Them up.
2: Surprisingly
0: yeah. Good.
2: And it's been really, really heartwarming and uplifting to see all these different creators come back, mm-hmm. not just Russell T Davies, you know, Neil Gaiman did one, um, Stephen Moffat, yeah. two of them. Uh, and then a lot of the writers from these different episodes, um, it's it's just been really cool. I mean, even just seeing the the doctors come together in that video, the doctors say thank you to the NHS. Yes, yes. Uh, All except one. for one. one was missing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just been wonderful. It's been really cool. It's the kind of it's the kind of stuff that you know, love or hate current yeah. who you can really get behind in these times and and sort of appreciate uh, and be reminded why we love the character in the first place. Um, and then I don't know if you guys. Paid attention to any of the watch alongs when they were happening.
0: Yes, I did actually. But I had them playing in the background
2: to see them do like to see Tennant and Catherine Tate tweeting along for their finale, <laughs> or Smith, Karen, and uh, Arthur with Moffitt for his debut. Um, and then uh, what's his name, Barrowman was doing his crazy over the mm-hmm. he had, like a dance and a song and everything on Twitter as he was getting ready to go. Like it was really cool, man. And th- you know, we were what three or four weeks into all of this lockdown stuff and uh, everybody's trying to figure out what to do next and whatever. And then you got, it almost feels like old friends. I know it sounds silly, but it feels like sure. it's getting together. And just being like, yeah, I, can you believe it's been like 12 years or 15 years or whatever? Uh, it's insane. This was some of the best times of our lives and then like random, tweets from, oh, I don't remember even doing that. Or like Catherine. <laughs> Bley, I still have no idea yeah. what the hell happened in this episode, but I had a great time doing it. <laughs> so,
0: I think a lot of us, uh, we often say, we don't know what happened in the episode, but at least the actors are admitting it. Well, it
2: my favorite thing was take- that. Take- Go on. I was oh, just going to say, they were like, we were, <laughs> this was the most ambitious crossover in television history prior to anything Marvel did when you yeah. kind of brought it all together, Journey's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it, I, you know, I didn't appreciate that at the time, but looking back on it, bringing three different shows together, all these stars back into the mix, like mm-hmm. the filming schedule, the logistics, what he had to cut from the script, like it was, it was really, really cool, man, really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, 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 what's happened over the last sort of six to eight weeks really took me back to the heyday of when Russell T Davis was in charge, mm-hmm. and it was Tennant, uh just before heading off into Moffat. Um, I'm off of Matt Smith. Um, because we had we had a true expanded universe for Doctor Who. It was the you know, we had the web episodes, we had the um extra bits that you know, uh, inside, you know, I don't know if they were called Inside the TARDIS, can't quite remember, but for the first couple of seasons, oh, that's so- right, I think it was, yeah, 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 there was there was all these um. You know, little bits that explain things, and then we'd have these te- these little web episodes that were build ups to episode. Confidential, you know, right? To, to see Confidential Doctor Who it. Confidential. That's oh it. my god, Thank I missed that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and they were really cool. They obviously got cut because the BBC just started, you know, hemorrhaging money, or was told to trim back by the conservative government. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it brought me back to a feeling of Doctor Who that you know we haven't had through Moffat. Certainly through Chibnall. Um, I mean, Moffat had his had his you know his episodes, but his one attempt to expand the universe with class was not any good at all. Whereas you know with Russell T. Davis, we had Sarah Jane Adventures and we had Torchwood, mm-hmm. and they all worked so well within Doctor Who. I mean, they felt part of that family and these these additional follow-up episodes that we're seeing now even though they're five minutes of pop not even that in some cases they just have that feel of them again and yeah, it just goes to show that in the right hands which doctor who is not right now yeah um, this universe could be something very lucrative for the BBC um, and something that you know really could bring in even you know more and more fans but right now it's just it's just a mess it it makes me appreciate what we had more and makes me worry for what we've got.
2: Yeah. 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 That was,
1: yeah. Yeah. Dolly. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, I, that was, <laughs> I've said it time and again, as my wife and I watch who and we got, you know, like for a little while work for us was weird and quiet as everybody sort of recalibrated in the quarantine and figured their stuff out and there's new schedules or whatever. So some of these watch alongs really lined up well for us where we could take an hour out of our Friday or or whatever to watch them and and with the people on Twitter and stuff, but she says it over and over again, and and we both feel like there's just nothing currently that that makes you feel like Marcus was saying that that makes you feel as as into the show and as uh, sort of wowed and spectacle filled and like the payoff and just the emotional moments and everything. I mean, you go back to the Family of Blood, you look at um, I mean, really almost anything Capaldi did. Uh, and I, even the first Matt Smith with the the the, the amazing mm-hmm. stuff, and I don't want to make this another rant about how current who was disappointing, but it was really nice to go back and rewatch some of those really key episodes and just feel that again. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's all going to happen a step, but when things swell or he gets right ready to make his speech, you know, Matt Smith's first before his you know five hundred to come and. Um, it was just cool man and it it was a nice nostalgia i know it's silly it's only been the
1: last five ten years but it it felt nostalgic and it felt 15 years 15 years 2005 remember 2005 i think was the was when it first came back so uh and we're coming up on about the, the time that it came back actually i think it was like uh april may um if I remember correctly, I may be wrong. I don't remember much anymore because I'm old. But <laughs> yes, it's been—you know—it's been—it's been 15 years, um, and yeah, we've had some highs and lows. But yeah, it just doesn't feel—I mean, it feels like even the BB, even BBC America has abandoned Doctor
2: Who. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're, you're seeing more fucking. Um, sorry, I'm swearing again. Right. Um, we have You're seeing more bloody Star Trek on Doctor on BBC America. I don't think BBC America is is long for this planet. I think we're going to lose it uh, very shortly, and it's just a shame. Uh, and I think I've probably said this before, yeah. but yeah, it's just a good state crappy old movies. You have um, Killing Eve, which is fantastic, uh, but that's being poached by um, AMC. So yeah, I can see us losing this, and especially if you know um, HBO starts showing Doctor Who now. Which would be a really logical move—no commercial breaks. <gasps> Fantastic, no stupid American censoring. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm down with it. But anyway, um, I think. that, Look, I think a lot of the stuff they've done—it's given. It's, it's been good nostalgia. It's been good yeah. nostalgia in a lot of ways, and it's good to see how a lot of these actors are now. Uh, you know, doing nowadays. Um, David Tennant is worryingly thin. He's always been a skinny boy. He's so but, thin. He's so. Yeah. Thin. He's got. He, I don't know whether it's the beard um, is making him look skinny, but uh, I'm worrying for him. Uh, <laughs> we'll get out of the way. It hold. was, it, it oh, was interesting that, that, I mean, Eccleston was the doctor who didn't turn up for the, or did, wasn't included in the Doctor say thank you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, he just seems to specialize in pissing people off, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Although he's, you know, he's supposed to be back in Time Lord Victoria's with, um, you know, David Tennant and, uh, Paul McGann. Um, so let's,
0: let's talk about that a little bit because I didn't want to, transition. I did want to transition that. So, um, Sean, how about you tell us what, uh, I'll let you kind of take over. How about you tell us what Time Lord Victorious is?
2: I uh, will need to brush up on it, but the gist. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> the gist is it's this massive transmedia project that's going yeah. to, uh, Take place in, I think, and correct me if I'm making any of this up. Um, it's going to take place in comic books, regular books, I believe. Is it? Is Big Finish doing any audio stuff with yep, it?
0: Yep, Big Finish and yes. video games, right? So yep. and okay. wait and escape rooms.
2: Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. So have escape rooms. So you've got this sort of three doctor multi product yeah. just. Thing like it's just this beast of a of a transmedia thing where they're Mm -hmm. gonna try to tell this story across what eight nine and ten right yeah and yeah something goes on in the middle there where ten and i assume between the waters and mars and his swan song like winds up going down his dark path the the time lord victorious and uh it it looks bonkers and i'm really excited um, mm-hmm. exploring tenants dark side was always one of the cooler things I thought the show you know really flirted with but never fully pulled the trigger on and um, you know to bring in the the McCann doctor and then Eccleson and whatever you know I assume he'll only be in the books <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> could be really cool like this could be a really really cool thing so and it could also yeah, be a monumental cluster yeah I'm sorry, I'm terrified by the fact that the the BBC are using language from 2012. Transmedia. Who, I mean, who in their right mind uses transmedia as a viable buzzword nowadays? (laughs) I mean, I was using that a decade ago as a PR guy, and it wasn't even fashionable. It, It had just gone out of fashion back then. I... And look, I, I know I'm the one who's like, oh, I want the expanded universe. I want this, you know, to be all fun and games and you know, do try different things. But we all work in the video games industry. We know how tough it is to be able to pull these sort uh, of these transmedia experiments off between uh, webisodes and video games and the comic book that comes with them and everything. And they invariably do not work. And given the BBC's track record. I don't think they could organize an orgy in a brothel right now. <laughs> um, I would much rather see this as a you know, here it is a big finish. See it as a full, a bona fide feature film or something, or a feature length episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's face it, we're not going to get the escape rooms here in the US. But if no. we do, they're going to be in. There's going to be one in New York, one in maybe San Francisco. I doubt we we'll even get one in LA. Who wants to go to an escape I was room say, now's during a the the global pandemic? Now it's not the time. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. And yeah. all right. So now we're going to. All right. So, what's the next thing? Oh, let's look at the comic books. Well, you know what? The Doctor Who comic books. Eh, they're. Eh, they're yeah, yeah. At best. Miss, yeah. yeah. At best. So, all right. So now we're down to Big Finish, which we know they do really good yeah. stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're the exception rather than rule. And then the webisodes. And you know if uh, you know if you're going to put that budget into a webisode, why don't you just make it a bona fide friggin' episode? Give us mm-hmm. something, something to celebrate for Doctor Who fans that we haven't had in three years. I just I don't hold my breath for it. I mean I love the concept of a Doc David Tennant Doctor, you know, just as much as anybody. Waters of Mars, fantastic episode, and the way it just flirted with his you know the, the, the this this undercurrent of of cockiness and not giving a shit anymore um and then totally just ignored it for you know the the, the final ones of his uh, um in the final specials um i mean yeah we went into the, we went from that at the end of the the first uh, uh you know at the end of Waters of Mars we had you know the the oud there and it's like you know, he's cry, he's just shaking and he knows he's gone too far. And the next thing you know, he's hopping out of a TARDIS with a bloody sun hat on and he's uh, pressing the key of the TARDIS and it closes with a beep, beep. I mean, we never got to see the tenants, that we, the natural progression of tenant. Yeah. So if this is, if the only way we can do it is in big finish, let's do it in big finish. Mm
0: hmm. I'm curious what these novels are going to be like, because the first two novels they've announced are uh, The Night, the Fool and the Dead. That's written by Stephen Cole. And then I think the other one is uh, All Flesh is Grass by Una McCormick. And um, they both uh, kind of take place during the quote unquote, the dark times, which is the original, the era where kind of we're light, where death is barely known. Life is kind of all over the place, but it's actually bad. So um,
1: so the Chibnall era. The area. Uh, so
0: the night the fool in the dead arrives the beginning of october and then um the second book all flesh is grass arrives in uh, december
1: so i'm impressed
2: they're, yeah. they're keeping a 2020 timeline yep yeah. yeah. um and the artwork by the way i mean the artwork all of the concerns are valid the caution's valid
1: but seeing Tennant in that outfit, Photoshop. Yeah. in that outfit. Oh, ah. it, the artwork looks great. It's the so good. The does look great. Yeah. So seeing good. him in the, the High Council of the Time Time, time Lords yeah. uh, outfit uh, it looks really cool. But
2: It reminds me yeah, of, yeah, we'll of this. See. There's a comic book called The Five Doctors where they get. The, I got that um, one. Through Capaldi. Yeah, I wound up getting that as a gift. Uh, yep. And it's actually really neat. Um, it's just and, neat, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's neat. But then one of the things, one of the side stories is, I think that the premise is like each doctor has to confront a dark moment of them. <laughs> and I think one of the, one of them was like what happened when Tenet, like his sort of like history splintered and he wound up going down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's neat. It's a neat comic book. I recommend it. It's fun. If, if you can find it for relatively cheap, I think it's worth picking up. But um, yep, I this is definitely... It this brings to mind with this too so
0: yeah they tried to push a, a you know a three doctors four doctors five doctors comic event every couple years through uh, i think idw and titan books are the ones that publish this um and yeah they've been they've, it's just kind of neat but they've been mostly hit or miss the actual doctor who comics are less than hit or miss i'd say they're i have a, i have a ton of them and they're not, super. they're not super good. I will say this. though. So I, there, they have the collection of the books from, um, is it the annual or whatever the, the, that have the comics that have been in all the, you know, Dr. Who throughout the years that David Gibbons, who, you know, the Watchmen artist, he was the artist for these. So that is pretty And there we go right there. Yep. That's it. That's the one I got. Beautiful. I love that one. That is. It, yeah,
1: it's this just, is. Uh, it's this always came from Doctor Who magazine. Yes, that's uh, what Doctor it. Who, uh, Doctor Who comic in the in the UK, uh, which I used to have again every week as a kid, uh, and it was it was fantastic. There was so many uh, good things in uh, in that. The Dave Gibbons collection was fantastic, and there is one more. On. Oh.
2: On. Well, he does that. I am reminded every time. That next time I go, I so I've been to Forbidden Planet in London a couple of times, mm-hmm. and it is just a repository of Who and just oh, so cool. it is it is the 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 vault, uh, you know, the Dragon Garden Vault when it comes to Doctor Who uh, merch. And I always say this, but I can never get over there and like bring enough like empty stuff with me to bring the stuff back. <laughs> to to
1: so next time you know I go, oh, FedEx over there, you know, you can actually ship shit to yourself. And it's expensive.
2: Next time I go, though, i will bring in an extra bag, and I'm bringing a ton of Doctor Who books back with me. They have the,
0: the Marcus them. Library is pretty amazing right now. By the way, we're looking at all all yeah. the cool stuff he has over there. For those folks that are oh, listening see. to the show and not watching the show, yeah. Um, but there's there's some, the while brother, he's looking there's there's it's worth checking out if you're if you're d- really dying for Doctor Who. But uh,
2: yeah, I thought it was yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys do any digital loans from like your libraries from
1: Libby or whatever, but
0: oh, that's like, cool!
1: Wow. Boy, wow. this is
0: the Daleks. Wow, yeah. this
1: one is really good because it's um, it's from the Doctor Who magazine, but again, back in the uh, um, like early to mid eighties, mm-hmm. and it uh, there's a you know it's based around the same Doctor, but you don't uh, rarely see him. But there's a guy called uh, Absalom Dark. Okay, and he labels himself Absalom Dark Dalek Killer. Oh, wow! And it's it's basically this guy with a chainsaw, <laughs> uh, a chainsaw, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's one of my favourite Doctor Who stories, and uh, you know the fact that it's uh, you know it's 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 in comic form, and we seem to have lost again. Oh, oh, there, not
0: nope, we got him back. He's having computer issues, um, but he's uh, yes. yeah,
1: but yeah, that's that's. That's, uh, you know, there's some of that stuff in the 80s. And, it, you know, you look at some, as you said, I mean, people like Dave Gibbons mm-hmm. cut their teeth on Doctor Who yep. and then went on to Bigger and Better Things. Bigger and Better Things. Um, the, so there's that Should, we, uh, should we crack on? So Let's, I will say, our, the last yeah. thing
2: I'll say on this, if they did wind up to get Christopher Eccleston to do anything, I will buy every single thing <laughs> they put out. Every single thing.
0: Hopefully not the video games, because the, the game that they're making, again... There has ugh, give us a Doctor Who Lego game, not just the Lego Dimensions, which was fine, but give us an actual Doctor Who Lego game because everything we know up what to, made, the VR mean? game was not good. I I got that refer review and I was yeah, yeah not not a. Favorite.
1: Do we know about the new game? Excuse me. Uh, it's made Amazing. by
0: the same folks that made that last Doctor Who VR game.
1: Uh, yeah, the Doctor Who games have been shite. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways, let's yeah, move yeah, on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Marcus, you had a great idea.
1: Uh, you always have a I did, but I don't. Uh, I don't. Know, I not remember what it was. Uh, no, I just thought that you know we were, we always talk about uh, oh what's our favorite episode this season and blah blah blah. But let's talk about our favorite episodes, one per doctor since the the, the start of the, the Eccleston regeneration. So that gives us uh, six, five. Sorry, five. 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 Eccleston, ten, Tenant, Smith, Capaldi, okay. and Jodie Whittaker. Um, and just pick, you know, just let us know what your favorite is yeah. and why uh, for each of the Doctors. And I figure, you know, yes, there are fan favorites, as, as Sean uh, rightly said earlier, and it'll be interesting to see how many we've uh, we've gone. And I've also thrown a bonus one in there, hmm. favorite special. Oh, yeah. Cause that, because the, you know, the it depends on how you look at it, but technically, the uh, Christmas specials, New Year specials, one-off specials don't really count within a season. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I just thought that that would be interesting. So I'm hoping you guys have some some uh, some episodes, or otherwise this is going to be very short. Because I'm I do, I have my it. list. Um, yeah. All right, Dolly. Do you want to go first with your your favorite Christopher Eccleston? episode.
0: Again, I think we're going to have a lot of these same ones, but I, I, I actually really enjoyed Parting of the Ways uh, because it, it was his last episode, but I think there was a line um, uh, and this is this line I think was fantastic for, for Christopher Eccleston and I think it really kind of sums up his doctor, which was, before I go I just want to tell you, you are fantastic absolutely fantastic, and you know what so was I. How can you beat yeah. that line? I thought it was just just a terrific line and, that- yeah,
1: and then at the time we thought it had been written by uh, Russell T. Davis. And what we hadn't realized is that Christopher Eccleston's actual opinion of himself.
0: Was- <laughs> apparently, apparently. So yeah, I liked uh, just a good uh, for, for getting Dr. Who back um, and kind of interesting. Unfortunately, it was only one season of Eccleston, but a, a great kickstart to, to get Dr. Who back up there and, and, really introduce everything in one season from, uh time and 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 aliens and uh you know war and characters to regeneration so what about yours marcus
1: let's go with naughty next come on sean oh sean okay yeah sean's probably digging through the internet trying to find them i know he's like which one were the excellent ones again come on What uh the Eccleson
2: one my favorite eccleston one i know it's cheesy to say the premiere so i won't uh is
1: actually dalek okay okay no, that's that's another really strong one. I mean, there was a couple of. I actually thought the first episode Rose, was was really spotty because of the you know the VFX for the uh, oh, the sure. uh, autons. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, there's the something real special
2: about it that you know you watch yeah. it and there's this line where she keeps asking who he is, and then he says that he can feel the earth moving through the solar system, and I don't know, you just get this this mystical sense of him pretty early on, which I always appreciated. But no, Dalek is. Especially so I didn't start with Eccleson. I, I got into who with Tenant and having gone back after a couple tenant episodes and seasons where like you're saying it was pretty spotty budget wise, um, and then appreciating more of what a Dalek was and the history and the time war and all that stuff, uh, to see his interaction and and Eccleson's fear and then elation like with his enemy trapped in a room. I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it's just brilliant. It's so brilliant. And then Later on, realizing that this was a sort of war torn PTSD doctor coming out of sort of you know with his survivor's guilt and everything else, just adds layers and layers to the episode. Um, so yeah, it's really good. I I, th- I would put it up there with uh, what was the ward the the ASM one was it the Empty Child? Um, think,
0: uh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Which I think I think those are two of the best Ekluston ones.
1: So my. I I've gone for a 2 parter in The Empty Child and the Doctor dances.
2: Okay. Because oh, the Empty okay.
1: Child was uh, yeah. uh, super scary. Yeah, yes, uh, it was in a, a lot of ways. Yes. You know, Are You My Mummy? Um was it was just really well written. It was classic and horror and who? in a way. Yeah, it was. Um, and it introduced us to uh, you know, Mr. Shag Anything That Moves, Jack mm-hmm. Arkness, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Um and I thought uh, the payoff was really good. I mean, it was a strong two-parter. I mean, we've had so many two-partners for Doctor Who where one episode's not been strong enough, or it's like, oh, really would have just made one good episode. And I thought these, you know, strong, one of the, still one of the strongest two-partners that, that we've seen, great performances across the board. Um, Bill Piper was really good in it, Eccleston again. Uh, and it, it was a really interesting, depiction of wartime uh, Britain as well for me. So those, uh, the, so I think, you know, we've actually got, we picked four, you know, four episodes, three stories that are actually really good examples of what Eccleston yeah. and Russell T. did. Uh, now let's go to David Tennant. And, David Tennant. Uh, Dali, yeah. you can go first again.
0: Okay. Um, I had a hard time with this one because y- I look back and I, and I don't know if... It was because uh, of every doctor that's come since. But I loved so much of what Tennant did because of Tennant. Whether the stories were just out there and not – I mean, some of them, they're not good. But what David Tennant brought to that that character made so many of them wonderful and easy to follow, at least, at least enjoyable. So um, with that said, I think I had to choose Silence in the Library because – the science, oh man, there were so many ideas in that and the introduction of River Song and then the way when she kind of greets David Tennant as the doctor, it's like, you're the doctor, but you're not my doctor. Uh, oh, yeah. God, there so were so great moments in that. And then how River Song became, where they introduce that whole idea of, you know, spanning time and, and her and the doctor kind of going in opposite directions. And, you know, he's seeing things and she's not. So I thought there was some, really cool things they did with silence and library and it was a great idea for you know just the you know the idea of uh, of death and in, in, in within this librarian space so I thought it was great and uh, it it obviously leads into the end of river song with the next episode forest of the dead but um I thought it was good I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed. it. No, could, uh,
1: again, yeah. great two part. I mean, but again, yeah. it's great two part there. And yeah. you know, it showed that you know Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. on his went on his game, mm-hmm. peerless, absolutely yep. peerless. Um, yeah. Sean,
2: yeah, and I was just going to say, having gone back and rewatched everything with my wife, um, the River Arc, while blundered by Moffat in the middle there. And the weird episode where they get married and stuff, notwithstanding, uh, it still is one of the best things it is, done it is. in Who. Mm-hmm. Um, just a very basic story of these two star-crossed lovers having met in reverse and the tragedy it's there. Cool idea. It's so a cool, cool idea. And her ending and his beginning is, like you're saying, it's per- it's a perfect episode of mm-hmm. Who. Um, and the groundwork they lay there, which is ultimately paid off in another perfect episode with Capaldi. Um, it's just great. Like, even if I know we hated a lot of like how it played out and a lot of stuff didn't really land and make sense. But, um, having gone and rewatched it all again, it's, it's really, really good. Yep. Um, so for me, I, I mean, like I was telling what you, guys, well, I blink, no, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, blink and the girl in the fireplace and, uh, no, um, midnight, midnight. Yep. No, seriously, if I'm thinking midnight, like, yeah. I, It's. I watched it again and again, actually. Um, And we're blessed with a lot of really good David Tennant episodes, like a lot of really good David Tennant episodes. Um, But for me, Midnight is him at his absolute peak and a tour de force performance, which essentially is him in a room of guest stars that he just had to act off of. And then he had to act like, and to sit there on the ground paralyzed and... Like going right in the face of that woman and her repeating him and then him repeating her, and just the performance of him like frozen solid on the spot, and the genuine terror that you feel throughout the episode, and the, the buildup of the dread. Oh my God. It's like so alien, but it's so familiar, and it's so Doctor Who, and it is just so, it is just a fantastic uh, example of the, the just brilliant skill set that is Dave Tennant. So.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I mean, um, yeah. I've often said that Midnight is one of my favorite episodes. Period. I want to. Uh, I think influenced a little bit perhaps by quarantine and uh, you know just having a different perspective while this is all going on. Um, my favorite episode or the episode I picked is uh, School Reunion. Oh wow! Um, nice. Jane. I mean, it's got Sarah Jane. It's got K Nine. Yep. It's got the uh, you know some of the great lines where Mickey Smith says I'm the tin dog, um, and uh, oh god, uh, you know when the when the ex meets meets the current girlfriend. Um, it's got Anthony Head, who's obviously you know huge from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, and I mean it's not the greatest of stories. It's it, it, it's it, it just works. It's one of those ones that work. I mean you see. Sarah Jane, for the first time. And when she, you know, when the doctor sees her and calls himself John Smith, and, uh, you know, he's obviously knocked for six and so happy. Mm-hmm. And when she breaks into the school and sees the TARDIS and backs out and sees him there for the first time and realizes who yeah. he is and, you know, gives him a bollocking for dropping her off in Scotland <laughs> as opposed to, you know, where, you know uh, Croydon. Um, and it's all the way through, I mean, just the way it worked to right through the very end where, you know, we thought K9 was gone again and yet he'd repaired K9 and it was, you know, he was sitting there when the TARDIS dematerialized Mm -hmm. and it was just, that was the perfect touchback, um, to old school who that we hadn't really had in, in the series up till that point. And we did have it, it a few then it was more just, times. Have
0: a Dalek or a Cyberman, Flora.
1: But yeah, but was I mean direct, you know, like. yeah, we'd had the we'd we'd had the bad guys. But I mean there was just there was nothing that really sort of like anchored back because the Daleks had been in a hundred different episodes all the way through, you know, um old Who as well and Ditto Cybermen and Silurians and um you know, every, every, you know everything, you know everything, and its dog that had appeared. But the idea of just you know having this person who had a human connection with the doctor and gone through so much with him, and what had gone on with her life afterwards, mm-hmm. um, I just you know I still think it's a it's a lovely, heartwarming episode. All right, mold. very cool. Uh, right. All righty, let's move to Matty Smith and the start of the uh, era. Of Moffet
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, the era fan. of Moffitt where things start to change. Um, <clears throat> there were you know, contrary to as much as we we ripped on Moffat man, it could have been worse. Um, but well, there, no,
1: no, we we totally know that now. We totally I know that. that now, which which Moffitt, makes me wonder what's gonna pills. happen
0: next after Chibnall. Oh, god, are we gonna be saying the same thing about Chris Chibnall? No, there's um, no way, there's no way. No, I uh there were actually quite a quite a few good episodes under Moffat's um you know the tenure as doctor when he let the the actors be their the yeah. themselves when he, when they acted and I think um uh, under the you know the 11th doctor, and there were a few. I was surprised as I went through like a list of them. I'm like, oh, that was that was uh, Matt Smith. That was Matt Smith. That was Matt Smith. I mean, Amy Pond, Rory. I thought there was some just fantastic stuff there. They were they were a great couple. Uh, the obviously the the river river song stuff really wove into there. Um, but one episode just sticks out to me, and it's me being an artist uh and me you know there's the the whole idea of mental health and depression and love and loss and it's that it's Vincent and the doctor and yeah. I you know I, I don't know if you guys would have picked that one too but uh it's such a fantastic episode and the ending still gets me when uh Vincent Van Gogh and and I think it was let's see it was care um uh portrayed by um uh it's, it's, uh, what's his name? Tony Curran. Sorry, Tony Curran, uh, plays Vincent van Gogh. And at the end of the episode, when he sees he walks into the gallery and sees everybody in awe of his piece, to me, that was, um, that was such a, a wonderful and just a complete single story in Doctor Who that can be replayed whenever. Uh, and I think you even think we had it on our top 10 list a few years back when we talked about our top 10 list, but. Such a good episode! Such a heartwarming episode. It deals with so many things on, on, on many different levels, and in the end, you um, you kind of you know you feel for for uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And again, Tony Curran just does a phenomenal job. And they replayed it recently and did the tweet along. And uh, Curran was was obviously one of the actors that was that was kind of tweeting along and, and interacting on social media. And he even he was getting choked up and emotional rewatching that episode that he was in. So yeah, that's my favorite uh, of Matt Smith. I think just in general, my favorite of Matt Smith and maybe top, God, top three, Dr. Who of New who for me. So I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it.
2: Sean. It's funny. Uh, running joke Val and I had when we were rewatching um, was, I would say, Oh man, this is a top five episode. And there were a lot, <laughs> a lot of top five episodes, it's a lot of top five episodes. Um, uh, But Vincent is for sure a top five of the series, I think. Um, For me, that would be my runner-up, I think, tonight. Uh, I am going with the Doctor's wife. where Mr. Smith crashes on that little asteroid living planet right outside the universe. And the TARDIS comes to life and is incarnated in a uh, humanoid female form. And they get to riff on each other and they get to say things to each other that Mm -hmm. you know after 900 years together or well whatever it is (laughs) uh it was just really really sweet and she did a brilliant job with it and matt smith did a brilliant job with it and to to see the range of emotion he went through thinking there were time lords left and then thinking she was going to be around and then having one by one these things taken from him again and he's like he's given hope and then it's taken away multiple times Mm -hmm. in the episode and he gets angrier and angrier and then she brings him back from that. And then he loses her. And it's just so poignant and beautiful. And um, for the episode to be able to do, to make you feel like it's it's 50 years of history is yeah. no easy feat. And they really nailed it. So he had some really good episodes. But I, that one for me is is very unique and, and top tier. Excellent.
1: I've got to say you, you pulled the top two episodes that, that were my choices <laughs> uh, so I, I'm actually I mean I love Neil Gaiman and I love the Doctor's wife mm-hmm. for all the reasons you said and um, I, I, yeah it was just a very very cool and touching episode but Vincent and the Doctor oh, okay. the, so uh, you see the emotional impact it has on on Amy you hear Bill Nye at the very end when he's talking uh about Vincent Van Gogh and Van Gogh can he- can hear him. And um yeah, Vincent and the Doctor. That's my that's my favorite non-special Matt Smith episode.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um, funny because you mentioned uh I- I'd forgotten that Bill Nye was even in that episode until you
1: just uh so you just brought it up. Yeah. It was that you know it was during that period of time when Bill Nye was in everything. He was, you yes. know, Love Actually had come out, and uh, he was in Underworld, and he yep. was in everything and it, everything and the dog. All right, now now it's starting a little trickier because uh, you know we we you know while well, the quality of the actor portraying the Doctor um, is as strong as ever, we mm-hmm. are starting to scrape the bottle, bottom of the barrel when it comes to uh, <laughs> Stephen Moffat's era. Really so quick, let's talk about. Just to interrupt really quick. do you guys remember
2: as we were getting led up to the 50th and we knew nothing about it and how much we speculated on what they oh might do God, yes. and who they might include and how they might do older doctors and maybe they'll do like the aging tech or maybe mm-hmm. nods or this, that, whatever and then we finally got the the episode of the, the movie, whatever, and it was really, really good, but mm-hmm. like none of the stuff, none of the stuff none of our, from the simple theories to the wild is what none of them were in Oh, and I,
0: yeah. rec- I remember I recorded that, or just, I'm sorry, I watched that while I was in Germany. I was in uh, Germany working for a few weeks, and I remember watching the 50th anniversary special there, and and for and thinking, well we were way off. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I, I remember watching it in the movie theater. It was. It oh yeah, that's right. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, that was good, but holy shit, like that was I, that was not what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, continue work. I just memory lane for a second.
0: Let's talk about Capaldi. Let's talk about Capaldi. Who um, You know, there were there were actually quite a f- there were quite a f- few of Capaldis that I really liked, uh, and they all happened after that first season. So it was all second and third season. So of no Capaldi.
1: robot of Sherwood.
0: No, no giant T Rex. No robot of Sherwood. Um, no uh,
2: moon dragon abortion. No. Before. Oh my mm. god.
0: No. Um, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think it was heaven sent. Yep. Which I loved because the determination, determination of the doctor with a billion, uh, you know, or a billion clones, whatever it is that, that takes place. And he just, he just has enough time to punch a wall and keep punching a wall and keep punching a wall and keep punching a wall. And then he breaks through and then, I could have done without the next episode because I think they botched a bunch of stuff. But that episode in itself and how they reveal where he is, when he is. And, you know, I think there's a point where he says, oh, these those these are stars, but they're all wrong. They're all in the wrong spot. They sh- that, that's not where I should be. I was just I was literally just here. And I think, um, you know, it's just a doctor by himself, which I also thought was. It was Capaldi alone. I thought that was fantastic. And he's having these conversations in his head um, talking and himself. And I thought that was just so good. So i got to say Heaven Sent for me.
1: Okay. Sean? Heaven Sent. Okay. Heaven I Sent for you as well. Interesting. I, I you never, know,
2: it's just it's. I, as I look through the list, he's such a good doctor. Um, but not a lot of top five on here, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are really good moments in here, like the Zygon speech, mm-hmm. and I really like Deep Breath as an intro to the character. Um, although looking at the ratings, it never who never got ever got that high again. Right, uh, nope. Mm-mm. Nine point one seven 9. million viewers in the UK, and then everything after that was just seven, seven, six, six, seven, six, six, blah, blah, blah. and then Jodie's in like the fours, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are really good ideas in there. Uh, I thought Listen had a good idea. His his take on Mummy on the Orient Express was good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And then, you know, the stuff with, like, the the Magician's Apprentice, and then the stuff with, um, uh, was it Davos? Um, yep. Davros. Davros. And, yeah, and, and then I, I really did like, for the most part, his season with Bill. Uh, yeah oh yeah was oh, for and sure and, and he yeah. did a really good job and oh my god now looking back on it, his arc with missy was phenomenal but none of the episodes really really i shouldn't say none most of the episodes really don't hit the level of some of the classics with tenant and smith um but Heaven send, i mean what else is there to say man that is
0: yeah yeah
2: that yeah. is just just top tier who like that, that's capaldi it's Capaldi, it yeah. Oh, it's Capaldi for sure. And again, there's good stuff throughout, yep. but that is just,
1: Oof. Marcus, what about you? Okay, so uh, again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I think I'm a great episode, but I'm actually going back to uh, Capaldi's first season and uh, flatline. Oh, yeah. Episode I, where he actually heartbreak isn't heartbreak. in it that much, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of those ones where. Uh, Clara Oswald carries the episode and does so really well and this was obviously before things really started to get annoying with the uh the Moffat love affair with uh with Clara um but yeah, I thought that episode the uniqueness of having these two-dimensional enemies who basically suck you into their dimension and just turn you into this you know this art and the way the doctor you know, gives them a chance at the very end, and then just says, you know what? F it. Chance revoked, and <laughs> destroys them. Um, I just thought that was a great, a great, great episode because you saw somebody, you know, the, the, it shook up these chops in that he was acting to nobody. He was alone in the TARDIS, or you'd see his hand coming out of a toy TARDIS. Yeah. Um, but he was acting to nobody almost the entire time, and he was excellent, and Sarah Oswald, you know, she she carries the episode and the, the supporting cast are really quite, you know, really quite good. And it's another genuinely creepy episode. Um, and one that, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's definitely gonna, one, of my, yeah, one of my faves. Every
0: once in a while, <clears throat> Dr. Who does these sort of novelty style episodes with blink, um, Flatline. I think when we saw Flatline, we we all collectively, the four of us, including yep. Steven, he was on, when he was working on the show. With us. we all said, "Wow, there's there's something really cool here." I really hope Moffitt comes back to this, and he never does. I remember being completely disappointed after <laughs> Flatline because I'm, of how much we really loved the Flatline. I'm glad
1: though. Oh, I'm yeah. glad. I mean, uh, with uh, you know, uh, to the test of time, it the episode, It's time to test the time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and you could just imagine how he broke it up. Mm, That's true. Especially toward the end. (laughs) I mean, um, you know, no matter how good Bill Potts was in that last season, uh, along with Nardole and the Doctor and Missy, um, that last season was very uneven, and a lot of Capaldi's was very uneven. So I think seeing those characters come back, uh, you know, seeing that enemy come back again would have just, I I think it it became, it was a perfect one-off. Bad guy. I don't yep. think you need to see him again. So, do you guys remember right, when no. he went from he
2: went from Kill the Moon, which we were all just just yeah. flum- mixed by, and then he did Mummy on the Orient Express, which was solid. Yep. Uh, yep. And then Flatline, and we were like, all right, all right, baby, we're on the upswing. And then it was that weird ass Forest of the Dead with the oh, trees all over yeah. the park and like yeah, the, the Forest doctor, of the
1: Night, Danny Pink, and oh my god, mm. I'm sorry, Forest of the Night. And it just was like, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but that still made uh, you, know, you know I mean th- that sort of all oh, the the whole global deforestation message that they were trying to push yeah. across was still not as hand-fisted as anything Chibnell did.
2: Nope. Uh,
1: which does bring us to the Jodie Whittaker era, uh an immensely talented actress with an immensely talented supporting cast let down by an immensely useless bag of shit as a, yep. a as, as a showrunner. Um It's, I mean, it was... You've got a couple seasons so far. Well, two seasons, and it was just, it was so easy just to pick the one episode that stands out for me. I'll Uh, let you go first. Rosa. Okay, Rosa. All right. Rosa. Uh, I mean, it was back when we were giving the show a chance and we thought it was going to be good. And, you know, uh, the first episode was was quite a strong start. And then Rosa came and Rosa was just... An exercise in restraint. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the lecturing, despite the tone. It didn't have the lecturing that, that became so yeah. prevalent later on. Yeah. Um, all the casts were on point. It handled the subject matter, the, the incredibly sensitive subject matter, really, really well. Without um, really
0: interfering in things, but letting stuff sort of play out around it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and it basically proved to be, it's proven to be the pinnacle of uh, Chris Chibnall's run on Doctor Who. I'm
2: sorry, did you mispronounce the timeless children?
1: I wasn't sure if I <laughs> misheard <laughs> you. Oh boy. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Sean, you get to go next for that. Come on, <laughs> give, give us a good Whittaker epi- episode outside of Rosa. I dare you. Um, well, it's not... Ha uh, mm, ha! Hmm. <laughs> Boxed in now, aren't you, motherfucker? Quick! Well, I mean, I really liked what they did with Spyfall.
0: Yeah,
2: um, but part, I then part, part I, part together. I, I think you've got to take
1: it as a two-parter. Um, Do you not all, remember all, our our discussion on Spyfall all. Part One? It was a two-parter that didn't need the first part. Yeah, well,
2: and then you she left him alone. I'm to sorry.
1: Be. I'm i I'm 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 using power of veto here. You can't you cannot you cannot choose Spyfall. In fact, you can't. You really choose anything from this last season. Be rules. You cannot say spiteful. You have too much taste for that.
2: But she left him alone to be tortured by Nazis. I mean, if that's not Doctor Who, what is?
1: <laughs> the, the, the Nazis would have, the Nazis would have killed him. and mean, we would have regenerated. Uh, I mean, he's God, on he's so on track dope. to make John Sim look like a brilliant a brilliant it's doctor. So dumb. Um, I will say
2: though. So yeah, it's going to probably. I, I'm looking at the list, if you. Woman who fell to Earth, but that's like a gimme, Rosa. But there's really nothing else. Well, yet. you say and, you say Spyfall, and and you no, know what? I
1: well. Mm, this sucks. I'm <laughs> this gonna
0: say fugitive of the, of the Jadoon because you just we,
1: summed up the entire season. Yes, yeah.
0: I'm gonna say fugitive of the, of the Jadoon, um
1: Oh yeah, wait, uh, yeah, Andrew
0: doctor of the and. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: Oh man, this is going to be horrible. And then
2: oh, they man, I tell by the
0: it. Time. They stuck the landing of that episode, but ruined everything after that. Yeah.
1: It was that was a good episode. I will I will give you the, the, that that yeah. was actually a good episode that basically began the, the 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 lowering of the bar to you know at a biblical rate for for, for Doctor Who because I mean the season was already teetering and it just went to shit after that. Yeah, um, that was. No
2: brakes on this train moment. That was just like,
1: he's like, you guys, you you want, all
2: right, be careful what you wish for. You want me to do a bunch of old shit and tie it into a whole bunch of other stuff? Well, here we fucking go. And then Ugh. he just went on a crazy rewrite s trip, of just yeah.
1: destruction. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you know, he doesn't even have the JJ Abraham's trick of, you know, <laughs> re- recreating stories and trying to pass them off as his own. Um, um, and picking good, you know, good stories to pass up as, as, uh, as his own, um, yes. Sucks. But uh, I mean, that one was that one was very interesting. We still ha- we're still going to see the fallout for that one. Yeah, uh, God knows when. Fine, um, cool Christmas, there.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Who knows?
1: Um,
0: we'll okay. see. So there are those are the uh, the ma- regular episodes for all the doctors. So, I thought they went
2: right. salty, and that would be the peak. But man, they have wasted Jody. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, they have. Um bonus bonus question. Your favorite special.
0: I got a great one.
1: Out of go all ahead. of them?
0: Out of all the, out of all the one specials, out of all them. Okay.
1: One okay. out of all of them. Okay. Your favorite. And I'm gonna go with uh Dolly first to give Sean a chance to look up all the names of the specials. Okay because I know that's what he's doing. I got right my now. three. You got your three.
0: I um I got my one, and uh it's gonna come as a shock. My favorite special is the night of the doctor that's the paul mcgann webisode that led up to the 50th anniversary special because it was so cool to see paul mcgann back as the doctor in a unique little clip that i felt was just perfectly put together and it was just a quick shot in the arm of what the doctor could be without going overboard i loved it
1: no i'm I'm gonna love that i mean (laughs) <laughs> I did say ones that didn't stand within a regular season. So it is a special. Yeah. It's a short one, but it's an excellent one. It is. And it does, yes. Give a us a little five, exactly or five
0: minute, whatever that was.
1: Uh, what we could have had with Paul McGann.
2: Yes. All right. Shawnee Sean. I think I'm going to give it to the Husbands of River Song. Okay. That said, there was the one. So Waters of Mars is, I think, top three for me. Yeah. And there was one, what the hell was it called? The one with Clara where they rewrote it. So Clara, Clara. was going to leave the show. Yes. It was last Christmas. And it was the alien facehugger one where they have and all the, the one dreams. With, the
1: moment Father Christmas?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they did a really fun homage to aliens and everything like that. But then at the end, he misses getting back to her and she's really old. Um, and that was going to be her exit from the show. But as Marcus had alluded to before, she changed her mind and, and Moffat in the love affair with, with the character, she gets rewritten in the 11th hour and she stays on the show. And I think that really would have catapulted that higher to my list. Yep. If they had stayed the course with that, just like I think her ending would have been epic and amazing. Had they not written her back into live forever in a moment in time, whatever. Um, and I think about that a lot. I, I think about that, that special a lot because it was fun, but it also really would have had a lot of weight to it. And then they, they reverse course. Um, but to me, Husband's River Song is just phenomenal. It's a perfect ending to a, a really, really important character. It gives Capaldi a chance to shine with a character he never interacted with otherwise. Um, and it just is really solid. It's a fun, fun
1: episode.
0: True. Yep. yep.
1: So uh, I'm, with, I'm with Sean on a lot of these. I mean, what is of Mars' favorite Tenant special. Yeah, me too. All the specials, even though we had, uh, you know, we had his first episode being Christmas special. And he had, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he had some great lines. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw the Titanic episode that, you know, was also really strong. That was fun, yeah. Um, But, I mean, Waters of Mars comes in number three for me. Um, Number two, Husbands of River song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect ending to that arc. Uh, A genuinely feel-good Doctor Who episode. Um, uh, But the number one, I mean, it ticks all the boxes for... Fanboy Doctor Who uh, in ways that um, Chris Chibnall could never achieve. It's Moffat at his big, grandiose peak. In that, it's got plot holes galore, (laughs) but it's got David Tennant. It's got Matt Smith. It's got Mm -hmm. John Hurt. Oh, yeah, and it's got Tom fucking Baker. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, if if Chibnall ever needs to learn what fan service is, that final scene with the, the you know uh, with the curator, that's the that's the one time in Doctor. I mean, look, there's been sometimes where I come a little close to to blubbing when we come to the end of a character cycle, but seeing Tom Baker on that screen again. Um, it was such a double-edged sword in that the conversation itself gave me hope for where Moffat was going to take the rest of the Matt mm-hmm. Smith season. oh uh, Matt Smith run, if you will. He fucking didn't. I'm looking for Gallifrey. Nah. Are you? Uh, really? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm off to find Man. something else. Fish fingers and custard. But uh, you mean the Cavalde run, right? Because Matt Smith only had one more episode after that. Yeah, well, still, I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 he never really mentioned it again, and then all of a sudden, pulled Gallifrey out of out of mid uh, you know midair. air. It was like, oh look, I've smashed through the glass in you know Dolly's favorite Capaldi episode, and now I'm on Gallifrey. Which mm. I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, but no, I just thought it was had a little bit, bit a big budget. It was feature length. It was celebrating fifty years. It ticked all the boxes. It had a very unexpected bad guy. Um, in, in the Zygons, um, some of the scenes were really quite cool. Some of them were quite funny. Um, watching Matt Smith and David Tennant play off against each other, hmm. I mean, just were... when
0: Matt Smith first bumps into Tennant on the horse, oh, God, that's just fantastic, right? Because he's he's riding along with, uh...
1: was it the Queen? No, no, he run, he run, he um, basically uh, Matt, uh, David Tennant has just sent the uh as I just told the two uh queen elizabeth to to go off one of them real one of them zygon that's then right the vortex opens and the fez drops through that's right that's and what it was and then matt smith appears and you know i mean you have that scene where it's like all right let's reverse the polarity mm-hmm. when they're both doing it with their sonic screwdrivers. and Tennant <laughs> says what are you doing and smith says i'm reversing the polarity yeah, I'm reversing it, you're reversing it back. <laughs> I mean, th- th- it became this double it's so great. I mean, you, you know, all the way through to, oh, I see you've updated the desktop. Oh, you redecorated. I don't like it. Um, and, how the, and how the, you know, the desktop actually just changes, changes. Um, and then you bring in, you know, John Hurt as, uh, as the doctor who is, you know, the, the schoolyard, uh, the, the, the headmaster, if you will. It's like, why are you waving your screwdrivers around? What are you going to do? Put up some shelves? Um
0: I can imagine was, the tenth doctor and the eleventh doctor just their interactions in that episode of these two crotchety old men living living out you know in the uh, uh the doctor senior citizen home yelling at each other nonstop because they don't like what each other's doing. I think that would be a fantastic uh mini episode floating around
1: yeah, I mean it did actually it, it took me back to when uh we had um mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Pert- uh, Pertwee and um, Tom Baker um, in what I think was, um, oh Christ, that was, it was like Three Doctors or something a long time ago. And yes. they were, they were, there was a lot of bickering um, or it may have been Pertwee and Troughton. But I mean, there was literally bickering, you know, between the between these particular <laughs> doctors. And that, that's, you know, that's they worked so well together, um, you know, we have I need to rewatch the it.
0: 50th because I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, I do too. You know, I'm, I'm going to give... I'm, it's, it's so good. I will give one more shout-out to um, one that we don't quite talk about because, again, it's kind of the, the McGann-era uh, idea of not quite a, a special, but um, <laughs> an adventure in space and time that was uh, yeah. the William Hartnell kind of biography video which had... Uh, you know the the first Doctor, um, played uh, by um, David Bradley, and they actually brought him back, and unfortunately with a crappy version. Um, but uh, and Sasha Darwin, I think he was in that as well, right? And he became the the latest Master. So that was actually a really good a, a good movie uh,
1: that I liked. But I actually really thought really you were going to bring up the uh, the made for tv debut hmm. of Paul McGann. No, 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 no. no Eric Roberts is the Master. That nope. uh, you know what you, that that if you rewatch it, it's awful. Still better than Chipnol. It's true.
0: It is. It's just it's awful in just that it's a sci-fi TV. Awful. Not necessarily it's mad Americanized. It's, it's American- our favorite
1: show, and, and you know, nothing but love for you, you you, you colonists. I've come <laughs> over here to make your lives even better. I've married one of you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, but I mean, there's certain things that aren't shouldn't be allowed to happen uh, mel gibson as james bond uh, an american harry potter produced by Steven spielberg or an american network messing with doctor who we saw mm. it with the doctor who special that was co-made with fox in the the mid 90s and then we saw it again with Ch- torchwood miracle day stay out of our who oh. i'm changing my answer i didn't know i could pick the movie <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it wasn't a movie. I mean, it was. It was basically a special. It was a feature-length special, much like you know uh, a lot of the other ones that we've had the Christmas specials. Or whatever. That was so.
2: in the theaters, and I
1: have it on my
2: shelf as a standalone Blu-ray. It was a movie. I'm changing my pick. That's
1: the best special. It is the it is the best special. I mean, it's. I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, we've all picked some some really good ones across the board, um, and I think we should type all these out and. Put them on our yeah. Facebook page yeah. as must-watches. <laughs> oh, the TARDIS, With, yes. Sorry, yes, yes. Not our own personal Facebook page. I saved that for criticizing Donald Trump.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My once-a-week
2: Facebook check.
0: There you go. Well, yeah. gentlemen, uh, this has actually been a really fun episode. We talked about a lot of fun stuff, uh, found some great episodes. We talked – I mean, this is it was cool to kind of go down memory lane – Marcus, you may have sort of convinced me to get HBO Max, not to rewatch Doctor Who. Damn it! Because uh, um, I do miss a lot. I don't have anything on Blu-ray, so I do miss a lot of these old episodes. Well, you
1: you might find if you if you're actually subscribed to HBO through Comcast, okay, you may actually be able to access HBO Max as part of that subscription. You should probably look at uh, look at the fine print on the on the HBO Max website. They have okay. a list. I know for me, I get get it as an Amazon channel and that means I don't get HBO Max. So I'd much rather stop giving Amazon the money sure. and give I it directly it. to uh, Warner Brothers. and.
0: But if you don't Amazon. have it, pick it up because obviously there's a lot of great episodes we went over. A lot of cool Doctor Who lockdown stuff. Um, and so, I mean, it's weirdly, it's uh, it's actually kind of a fun time to be a Doctor Who fan right now with everything sort of us being forced, Doctor Who being forced to kind of be good in a different type of way and, and really revel in its past a little bit and do some fun stuff. Um, but gentlemen, uh, it's been great to chat with you again. I hope we brought some good, some, some good vibes to everybody who's, who's still at home, uh, and, uh, and, and needs, needs some good vibes. Um, oh, by the way, also thank you to, uh, Stefan, Stephen, Stefan, Swanlin for, for sending us the, uh, the comic books that we've been posting and I have a couple more going up, um, up on uh, lonely TARDIS So he did sort of a fan comic. That's been kind of fun. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you gentlemen, uh, Marcus, Sean, thank you guys for, for taking the time. I mean, this, uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you guys took me out of Dr. Who retirement for this.
1: This, this was good. And um, I so I will say to anybody and everybody watching wherever you are on the planet, be safe. Mm hmm. Be aware of everybody else. Yeah. Don't go out if you don't have to wear a mask. Don't go and get your hair cut. Don't go to red lobster just because it's your God given right. Apparently try and let's just try and get eradicate this COVID so we can all get back to business and we all can get back. Cause uh, I am saying this to you as somebody who is at risk, mm-hmm. you know, I had two, uh, two heart attacks three years ago, it impacted my lungs. I'm asthmatic on top of that. If I get this, I'm dead. That's it. I mean, my cardiologist has told me I will not recover if I get one of the strains that uh, the sweat in New York or whatever. There's not going to be much hope for me at all. So there's a lot of people like me. We aren't expendable no matter what the lieutenant governor of Texas says, no matter what Boris Johnson thinks. Um, and you know numerous other populist right wing people we're not currency, we're not expendable um we can help make this planet a better place and just think of think of the others yep. you don't need your nails done, you don't need to go to church, you don't need to go to red lobster, just be safe and we can beat this all together exactly Sean, thank you, thank you, and
2: yeah, everything market said um you know. Yep, love Did you guys, know. love everybody, and just be smart. Just we
0: love smart. all you. We are we, so thankful for everybody for, for joining us all the time. And uh, yeah, with with that, Lonely Tardis. We don't need to do any of the. You know, you know where to find us. You've been you've been watching the videos. You've been subscribing to the podcast. We love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll see you on the next episode, whenever that is, of the Lonely Tardis. Bye. Bye.